I just like voiced it pretty much an entire year of my life just doing work and I didn't even experience anything. So after that, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to start going ham at the photography and start traveling on the weekends. Welcome to the Passionate Brand Podcast, where we have real conversations with real people who have turned their passions to digital brands. I'm Brett. And I'm Logan. On today's episode, how Justin Choquette turned his passion for photography and adventure into the well-known digital brand, Justin Choquette. Who else struggles to find the right trending audio when producing a reel or TikTok video? We spend forever every week finding the right trending sounds that will help get our content out to the masses. I remember a couple months ago, we had a video we produced that had a message that we really wanted to get out to everyone. We went to the reels page and did some scrolling like we usually do and came across an audio from a creator named Justin Choquette. Naturally, I clicked on the audio, which led me to Justin's profile. After watching a few of his reels, I came across one that did over a million views at that time where Justin was sharing a part of his story. This was enough inspiration for me to get him on the show and learn more about his full story. I grew up in a town just outside of Vancouver called Abbotsford in British Columbia, Canada. I've lived here my entire life, the whole 22 years. And it's an awesome city to live in because we're really close to the coastal mountains, which is the mountain range that runs along the British Columbia coast. And then I'm also a 30 minute drive from the American Alps which is also oh, known as yes. the North Cascades. Yeah. And in that area, that's where I grew up to do all of my hiking and backpacking trips that I would do with my parents. Mm. And uh, yeah, like probably one of my most memorable uh, childhood memories was every weekend and when, when I was off of school and my parents were off, we'd always spend our weekends either biking around Stanley Park, which was one of the biggest parks in the city in oh, Vancouver, yeah. Yeah. or we would head up into the North Shore Mountains and spend our weekends hiking, backpacking, and, and biking. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you say Stanley Park, where Logan and yeah. I were there, yeah, what, seven years ago? Yeah. We 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 literally like, were I've like, yeah, my uncle lived in Vancouver for a couple of years, and so he had he had an apartment in Vancouver, and like it was right by Stanley Park, and I, we, we biked, I guess, that loop. And we were like, this is not fair. You get that gorgeous skyline <laughs> in the like you get this gorgeous park in the middle of the city. And then you also get like just beautiful views of the ocean and just the mountains. It's like, the it's perfect like world. you gosh. have the water, the skyline and the mountains. And that's coming from a tourist perspective, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm sure it probably was different, <laughs> different for you. Did you like growing up in Vancouver? Oh, I loved it. It's like it's I've been pretty much everywhere in North America and it's easily the most beautiful place on the continent. It's like okay. you got the house sound, which is full of islands. And then in the summer, the ocean turns from like, or sometimes it turns from like a milky green to this tropical blue. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's breathtaking. And mm-hmm. then like Stanley Park, you could be in the city, then a 20 minute walk or a 10 minute bike ride. And you're, you would never even know you're in the city. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's something so I recommend everyone traveling to. Yes. Yeah. We, I guess it was after when I graduated from college and was that 20, 2015, we put like together a plan of how we were going to live in Vancouver. It was like, how are we yeah, going to make presented it? presented me with this printed out PowerPoint. <laughs> and it was like, how, 
I forget what the title is. It's like living in Vancouver goals. And then like (laughs) all of it was about how we were going to make that happen. Yeah. What a, what a a dream. So I guess how far, how far away were you from the city? I lived about maybe like 45 minutes. Okay. A 45 minute drive. So it's not that far. Did you find yourself in the city? I mean, I guess you probably were, were you out in the mountains exploring like the landscape more than the city or did you find yourself, you know, in the city more? Well, probably like our the city in vancouver is pretty much in the mountains so we'd like just go meet our friends in the city and then do a literally like from downtown up into the mountains is about a 20 minute drive and Mm -hmm. you're in mother nature and you'd Mm -hmm. never even know you're close to like a major city which is which is very very beautiful and unique the drive i remember we drove from vancouver up to whistler and that drive was just breathtaking and mm-hmm. so gorgeous getting up into that area. Yeah, it's, I, I love it. Probably one of my one of my favorite drives I've ever done. So where, I guess you did you go to school? How far was the commute from from home into into school? School is like five minute walk from my house. Oh, it was. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was really, everything's like really close here. Nice. Which is pretty fortunate. Yeah. So then, I guess going, going through school, were you looking to, to stay in the city or did you ever have like an idea that you wanted to, to move outside of, of Vancouver? I, I've always wanted to like have a little cabin or uh, an A-frame house down by mm-hmm. the ocean. So mm-hmm. have it like close to the city. So you're like relatively close to work and all that, but you're also in the middle of nowhere and you look out your window and there's trees and the ocean right there and you never even know you're close to the city. That, that That's yeah. my like, like dream house. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. That does sound, <laughs> that sounds, sounds nice right about now. <laughs> so, so what were, I guess your ambitions, like what were some things that you were looking to accomplish, you know, going through, through school, what, what types of things were you looking to do, you know, when you grew up? So Growing up, like when I was in school, I either wanted to be like a police officer or electrician, and I ended up becoming electrician. But mm. I'd always, since about grade six, been into fo- photography and creating videos and going hiking and biking and shooting content. And that is something like I'd always loved doing, but I never knew it was possible to make money even though, well, I, I kind of knew, but because it's from all the people I'd see on Instagram back when it first started, uh, that they were living their dream lives. But I just went through school with the goal to become electrician. So the photography was kind of just an interest on the side, but were your thoughts like, that's not going to be like livelihood. I can't make a living off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew, I knew it was possible, but I didn't know how to get there and I had done always like YouTube did and tried to figure out if you I could do that but there was there's absolutely like pretty much zero resources back then on how to make that possible so I just went with the safe route hmm. yeah. and when you say that, back then Justin, when, to do. when was that back then that was I think that would have been like 20 2013 2014 okay. 2015 yeah. out there yeah and it definitely all that what it is today is has definitely grown but yeah 20 early 2012 2013 2014 it, it obviously was a very new new space and so were you 
taking pictures, were you, would you consider yourself a t- photographer in those years? Well, actually back then, funny enough, I had, I'd bought a GoPro or I'd always gone in Whistler. There was this biking event called Crankworks. And every year this company came to this event and they give away these little action cameras and their GoPros. And I'd always dreamed of like getting one for free because I could never afford one back then because I was just a kid. But I, I ended up like, Working uh, throughout the summer and making enough money that I was able to buy this back then it was like an $800 camera mm-hmm. and I bought it and I started out creating biking videos because that's like everything I saw. And then I slowly went into photography because it was just easier than spending hours editing a video and trying to get all the shots for to make like a very good looking video. Hmm. Yeah. So on the weekends, were you doing that? Like going to the mountains, you know, you're done with school for the week, going to the mm-hmm. mountains. I got my GoPro and I'm going to take these pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, like after school, me and my buddies would go up uh, into the mountains and go biking. And then on the weekends, I'd go hiking and shoot photos and videos of my little trips. Do, do you have like an epic thing that you captured using your GoPro in those days? I think probably one of the coolest ones I shot was I shot a photo of me sitting in my tent it was by on top of this ridge looking over this alpine blue lake and I shot with my GoPro and then GoPro saw it on my Instagram and they uh, shot shot me a DM like hey can you uh, send this over here we'd love to buy it for you and they ended up buying three of my this was in 2015 I believe they ended up buying like three of my photos for over five figures and wow. I was I was like blown away and that was the first time I was exposed to like wow like I could actually make money doing this but I just need to figure out how to actually do it so companies like see the value in it yeah, yeah. at that moment you're able to now buy 10 GoPros <laughs> yeah yeah well I ended up buying uh, a mountain bike and oh, I wasn't nice. really smart with the money and then <laughs> I bought like four drones which I all crashed oh, oh my gosh <laughs> hey bought... we've been there before but did you buy all <laughs> yeah. four at the same time or are you saying you bought four uh, after, <laughs> one after each crash one after each crash okay <laughs> I was yeah. like you were fully expecting yourself to crash these drones that's that's bold yeah so <laughs> yeah. how old were you when GoPro reached out I was about 15 or 16 Oh my wow. gosh. I bet. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did you feel when you got that DM or did they DM you or email you or how did they reach uh, out? They DM me on Instagram and I was like, I was ecstatic. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Cause this is like, I was obsessed with girl pro. Like I owned every single little mount they had and literally everything. So I was like, I was just blown away that this company wanted to buy my photos. You immediately became the coolest kid in school. <laughs> yeah yeah you're like no one else is doing this and hopefully yeah hopefully you became the most popular kid that's amazing and so i must ask i mean justin like how did they find you i mean did what was the post like did did you know what you were doing on instagram to get their attention no i didn't have a clue what i was doing i think they just found me because it was like they're really small back then and instagram it was like easier to go viral on instagram so it was just, just by chance. I just happened oh. to be just posted at the right time. And the right person saw it. 
did you i guess you couldn't did you you did you tell your parents did your parents go buy you a lottery they should go buy you a lot i know they probably didn't but you probably should have went and bought a lottery ticket <laughs> oh yeah that's amazing that's got to be such like it's such inspiration so like were you thinking now how can i do this like i'm going to graduate high school how can i do this full time like was that your thought or like where what were you thinking after that you know that happened so I was always like, I didn't have a following back then. I didn't have a following until about two years ago, but I was always in the mindset that, oh, I had to have followers in order to make money. So I'd never be able to make money from photography if I didn't have the followers and I didn't have the followers. And I didn't know it was possible to like sell photos as a photographer and videographer because I, I tried like getting help, but there's back then, like everyone was like, oh, we're not, we're not sharing our secrets and all that it's, it's changed now. But yeah, so my mindset was just to go and become electrician, like work in the trades and then just live life. But eventually mm-hmm. I, I figured it out. So you graduated from high school and how long did you become like, how long were you an electrician? So at my school, they had a program where if you graduate it, if you complete it, like all of your courses and had all your credits and the uh, other grades to graduate early, they will pay for your first year of uh, trade school. So I went mm-hmm. to trade school in grade 11 and then graduated that uh, or the first year, a year later. And then I started uh, working in the trades and then also going to school at the same time for the next almost four years and that was up until last last october i believe and how how was that for you like how was that experience as as an electrician i i loved the job or it was it was a good job like the first year i was like oh i'm I'm gonna be the best electrician ever i worked like usually like 12 hour plus days and then after after working as electrician I would go uh, with one of the other guys and we would do um, side jobs. So do I worked in industrial electrician and then I'd go be a residential to do side jobs. And that'd be like five or six hours after that. So my days were from four in the morning till about 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I did that every single day for about a year. And then I was like, okay, I just, like voiced it pretty much an entire year of my life doing everything but like just doing work mm-hmm. and I didn't even experience anything so after that I decided you know what I'm just going to go start going ham at the photography and start traveling on the weekends but still stay employed as an electrician mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah I yeah I stayed as electrician until my photography income doubled my electrical income wow Wow. doubled so not not even wow so not you weren't Mm -hmm. you weren't like hey if if i make as much as my electrician then i'll stop you were like you know what no i want to double it then i'll stop Mm -hmm. yeah because i knew like so i knew start so like when you start a business you have like initial costs to start Mm -hmm. it up which could be very expensive and i saw i always looked at like instagram and tiktok or TikTok will come in the future, but Instagram at the time and my photography business as like a business. Mm-hmm. So, and it was going to cost me a lot of money and I knew I need to use my electrical income 
to use that those funds to start up the business. So then mm-hmm. I don't ever have to worry about money because wow. that's that's something I, I never want to worry about. And so starting, you know, you're in your trade of being an electrician and then you start focusing really on your photography and starting that business. How did you like, did you know a lot about starting a business or did you just totally guess what you were doing? Like, how did you get that started? So I started it by, or how I started learning was every day at work, I would listen to pretty much all day. I'd just listen to marketing and business podcasts. And then I'd watch YouTube videos on how to become financially free, how to make side or do side hustles and make money from that. And I used like years of that knowledge of just listening. And then I applied that to my business. Wow. So what, what was the like monumental podcast or YouTube that was like, you still remember today, like that, that helped me tremendously. There's a guy called Nate O'Brien. He does like financial like YouTube stuff or mm-hmm. financial stuff on YouTube. And he has some amazing, amazing videos that are extremely helpful. And then for podcasts, there's like, let me see if I can pull them up. There's uh, I think daily marketing, yeah. pretty much anything that had marketing in it. I'd listen yeah. to. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. So, I mean, so important, especially if you didn't have like that business experience, it's like, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, okay, well, I want to make money. So how do I make money? What's well, probably how to get clients, you know, it's through clients. Well, how am I going to get clients? You know, marketing is how I'm mm-hmm. going to get clients. Well, like what type of marketing activities do I need to do as, as a photographer, as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur, like, what does that look like? You know? And so like, what was like that first activity? Like, what did you do from a marketing perspective that, that like you think really set you up for success? I think it was, I learned how to like present myself in a very professional way. Cause if you can present, all you need to do is you need to learn how to present yourself and sell yourself. And once you do that, you could, it's really easy to cl- get clients. Like mm. there's, there's a company that sells water for mm. $10,000. It's water, but it's, it's the, the marketing behind it. Mm-hmm. So if you got that down, you could, you could sell anything. Yeah. 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 That's true. And like you're okay. So I'm wondering, you're really kicking off your business and your photography. When did you have any time to go get content? Like with you working 15, 16 hour days. So the first year I didn't actually have, uh, I didn't have it. I was like, I didn't have a DSLR the first until, or this, so this, that would have been 2018 I didn't have a DSLR until then so that first year of me working a lot I made I took like I made like a ton of money and then I took ten thousand dollars out and went to the camera store and bought myself a 5d mark IV with two lenses battery packs tripod and all the gear you need to get started and then once I had that then I started working or I just like work my normal 12-hour shift and then come home and if it was like in the summertime, I'd go out hiking and go back to work the next day. And then on the weekends, I would get off at like three o'clock, jump in my car, drive either up to the Rocky Mountains, which is 10 hours away, or drive down the Oregon coast and mm-hmm. use those weekends to create content and then come back to work Monday morning. Wow. The grind. You were a weekend warrior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what, I guess I'm just thinking to myself right now, I'm like, I'm trying to 
do the numbers in my head that that's a lot of time yeah. <laughs> like I'm like okay well, when did you sleep like how I mean how much <laughs> how do you find energy like that's that's a lot that's just a lot it was it was lots and lots of red bulls and coffees <laughs> like a, a lot magic. <laughs> the power yeah, of I, think, I think on, yeah i think on a weekend probably averaged about maybe i don't know five hours of sleep wow yeah. I mean, that speaks so much to your work ethic and how yeah. hard you work. So you basically, you were teaching yourself and listening to podcasts and books and listening or YouTubes and stuff for a <laughs> year. And then you bought your first camera. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? okay. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, wow. just spent wow. that time. I saw, Hey, I'm, I'm at a normal work job. I'm getting paid. Might as well use this time to, to learn stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm getting paid to go to university basically. Yeah. Yep. So I guess it, it started, your business started as a photography, as a photography business. Like this was prior to you really being pretty aggressive on, on social media. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I saw it like, if you look, look at the photographers in the past, like in the eighties, those guys didn't have social media, but they mm. were very, there's some very successful photographers. So why can't I be, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. that that's how I looked at it. Yeah. 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 And so I guess what, what made you transition? Obviously, you know, you had, had your business and did you, did you stop working as electrician prior to getting into social media or were you doing both the photography and social media, you know, prior to, to stopping as an electrician? I was doing both. So you were doing both. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was doing both the entire time. Okay. So what, what made you decide? I mean, you're exactly right. You can be a photographer. You can have your own photography business without social mm-hmm. media. What What made you think about getting on social social media? I saw, so TikTok came out and I knew like from, because I'd tried to grow a following on Instagram, but it wasn't really like doable back then. And I saw TikTok as like, okay, this is going to be the new Instagram, even though everyone, everyone made fun of me for posting on it all the time. <laughs> I, I saw I saw there was like potential to create create or build an account that I could sell eventually ads on and mm. that's now happening and even mm. though it took like back when I first got on it and I had like 20,000 followers about a year ago like companies would laugh at you when you're trying to sell ads and now I have like a dozen emails of people wanting to buy ads on my TikTok Wow. wow. So you started, I mean, the, you really started on, on TikTok before Instagram. So I was like always on Instagram, but Instagram was kind of, it was in that, there was like a, a kind of a moment in time when it was pretty much impossible to grow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then I hopped on TikTok and then Instagram released Reels. And mm-hmm. I saw that as a new opportunity to uh, grow on Instagram and it, it worked. Interesting. Yeah. So what have I guess, what have you found between, because uh, now obviously you exist on Instagram and TikTok. What have mm-hmm. you found in terms of managing both of those social media platforms? It's super easy. Like I post the exact same content on both. So I just create it in an app called Splice. And then from there, I just upload it to TikTok and upload it to Instagram. Oh, nice. So that, everything, that's, you're, that's you're doing everything on, on your mobile. You're not doing like, there's no desktop software that you're you're utilizing for both no, of those. no 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 i i think i i need to look into that because it's starting i'm starting to post like more on pinterest and then also twitter 
and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So cool. it's getting uh, and LinkedIn. So it's, it's getting a little little much yeah. to do it all at, or all separately. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, we we've obviously had guests on the show that have talked about you know double downing you know double down your efforts on one platform, and then we've obviously had people that say, hey you know, do try to go across all platforms, you know, and sometimes it gets a bit scary, you know, when you enter into a new space, especially if you're not familiar with it, it can seem like your efforts, you know, your time is now consumed, mm. especially if you're doing YouTube, you're in TikTok, you're doing, you know, Pinterest, Twitter, like it's a lot, a lot of time. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to, to hear, you know, you're using, you know, the software like Splice that, that enables you to be able to create that content and then just, just distribute it to, to those different platforms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, I don't, I know some people spend hours engaging on both uh, platforms, mm-hmm. but like, honestly, I just post and then I get off the app for an hour and then it usually goes viral. And that, that's it. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, I guess that's, yeah, that's all you have to do. <laughs> no, there's obviously a lot, obviously a lot, lot, a uh, lot to it, you know, more to it. And of course, Justin, I'm curious from your perspective, like imagine yourself today, starting out today, you know, cause there's obviously listeners that are hearing your story and hearing what, what you're doing and curious about pursuing their own passion. Maybe it's not in photography. Maybe it's not in the same niche that you're, you know, you're in. Can you kind of talk Mm -hmm. about that to that person who maybe is listening that is looking to pursue uh, their passion today? Like what is a good piece of advice that you can, you can share? Just, you just need to learn to like love the process and learn to love failure. Cause Mm. the more you fail, that just means the more opportunities that you have to learn and you have to try again. Mm. Cause yeah, you can't get anywhere without failing. What was one of maybe one of your fa- if you're if you're comfortable sharing was one of your failures that maybe you remember today that that has has really obviously was hard in the moment but has really shaped you. Uh, I think it's just like for or for like the photography, just emailing companies like not knowing what what I'm doing. Pretty mm-hmm. much everything I I know now is just from trial and error, from mm-hmm. losing contracts and like hey this didn't work. Maybe one try this one or this didn't work. I'll try this this time. Yeah. I think that's super important. Like I love that you said that to love failure because, you know, in this space, like we're sharing our passion, we're doing what we love, you know, we're, I think it's so important to stay true to who you are, but also know that, you know, there is some strategy behind being a content creator and having brand partnerships and, you know, doing the things in a strategic way and you're not gonna get everything perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, taking that pressure off ourselves to be like, okay, I'm a human. And, you know, as long as you're willing to learn from your mistakes, I feel like that sets you apart Yeah, yeah. to mm-hmm. brand brands and your followers and community for sure. Yeah. Cause listen, this is an emerging space, right? It's still <laughs> growing, you know, and it's like, it's still not established. And everyone's no. still trying to figure it out. <laughs> so, no. exactly, so yeah, it's, exactly. it's so important. Just, yeah, don't be hard on yourself. We're all, we're all still trying, trying to figure it out. Just be true to who you are. Yeah. Be okay with failure. I love that advice, Justin. And I'm curious, mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned, mentioned those contracts. So like, what's like, what's the primary way that you're, you're making money through, you know, through your accounts or just through your, through your business today? So I mostly, it's just creating content for other brands to use for marketing. 
So mm-hmm. let's say a brand will reach out to me and they have an outdoor jacket, for example, and they want me to go shoot a video and some 10 photos for that jacket. So I'll charge them like the usage rates or if they want to run ads through my Instagram for that jacket, I'll charge them whitelisting and then I'll charge them how much they like per content, how much that costs and, and all that stuff. Hmm. So it's mostly content creation for other brands. Gotcha. Okay. So, and that's, is that you, so you're basically releasing that content to the brands for them to use, or do you find yourself, is it primarily you actually producing that content through your own platform? Um, it's usually for them to use. I, I don't really, I don't, I don't like posting ads on my TikTok or Instagram. I don't, I, it's something probably I'll, I'll change eventually. Cause I've been learning a lot about that, but uh, yeah, it's mostly just for brands to use for marketing purposes. Okay. Mm. And I guess what are some strategic ways that you've found? I mean, for someone that's maybe in, in your similar space or looking to grow more to produce content for, for those brands, what have you found helpful in regards to maybe just reaching out to them, that marketing activity, or just like, what do you find brands really want? So brands, they right now, they really need content creators. Like they need people to create con or to create reels and TikToks for them because that's the number one way for them to make sales. So mm-hmm. if you're a, a content creator and you want to create content, just is shoot as many or send them, send as many DMs and emails as you can to these brands and they'll most likely hire you because there's a huge need for that. Yeah. And now are you shooting, are you creating the content and sending it over to them for their review and then trying to get them to contract with you? Or are you basically like, do you have a kit that you send them? Like what's like the way that you're getting their attention or getting them to actually bite? So you can go and create the content on your own budget and then go send to them to show them what you can do for them if they, and if they want to buy this content. I personally don't like to do that because I find it's a waste of my time and money. So what I do is I'll shoot a brand a DM. I'll be like, hey, we'd love to get in contact with your marketing department. I have a unique idea I'd love to share with you via email. And then they'll usually send over the email and then I'll go head over to my email. I'll send them like a little pitch describing exactly how I could help them. I'm not asking for anything, I'm not telling them how much I'll charge them or anything. So I'll have that in the email and then I'll include uh, my media kit, which has all my social statistics and then all of my previous brands I've worked with. And then I'll just send that over and then the conversation goes on from there. Mm. Okay. So I'd imagine that that media kit's probably super vital and helpful to have just so they can see previous mm-hmm. work and just see what you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone needs a media kit if you're wanting to uh, work with brands. Cause that's mm-hmm. like your, what's it called? The thing resume. you get resume. Yeah. If that's, yeah. that's your resume. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. Good, good piece of advice. Yeah. Having, and, and, and really they can obviously go to your social media platform. They can see the type of content you're producing, but at the end of the day, I would imagine probably the videos that you're shooting for these brands still have some difference than probably what you're just releasing to, you know, mm-hmm. to your followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like most of the stuff I create that I get paid for, you'll never see it on my social platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Do you curious, Justin, do you have a brand or a couple of brands that maybe you, you you're, or maybe you're one of some of your favorites or some brands that maybe you've shot in the past that you've really enjoyed working with that? Yeah. I don't know. That just were, are, you know, good, Good brands that, that you've uh, you know gotten behind. Probably one of my favorite brands is Arteryx, which Ooh, for those yeah. of you who don't know, 
their outdoor or super high class outdoor clothing brand. And mm-hmm. I, I love doing stuff for them. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just an awesome team over there and great people That's make fun. fabulous product. Yes. Especially in the, mm-hmm. the hiking. Yeah. We, we have yeah. a couple of Arcteryx gear ourselves and I can't tell you the, the warmth that it provides. Jackets, yeah, yeah. Especially in, we were actually, uh, we car, we, we camped out in, in Crested Butte several weeks ago and it was like negative eight degrees. And I don't cool. know if it weren't for, if it weren't for the gear, I don't know. We <laughs> maybe would not survive. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was quite uh, quite the experience. It was one that we liked just to share the story. Will we do it again? Probably, but you know, <laughs> just depends upon the situation. But um, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, this is miserable in the moment. I absolutely yeah. hate it. Never doing this again. And then you're like, yeah, let's go do yeah. this again. Let's do it again. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like we did stay warm and cozy, and then waking up the next morning with like an inch of fresh snow in oh, the mountains. Really it was beautiful. just like, okay, this is worth it. Yeah. Like we have to do this again. <laughs> so fun. So fun. So we are curious, Justin, I mean, what does the future, you know, of your brand look like? Like where are you headed uh, in this upcoming year? This upcoming year, I'm going to try to get into more travel stuff. So I'm planning a trip in about two months down or about a month and a half now down to South America, where I'll be doing a bunch of uh, climbing and doing a couple shoots down there. And then headed over to Asia to do some stuff over there doing a I have a group trip that will be pretty fun just exploring Thailand with a bunch of awesome other creators and photographers and all that that sounds so fun and this is full-time obviously we didn't even discuss that but this is full-time for you now oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I uh, quit my job I think it was last October and so now I've been just full-time I want to live in my dream I want to ask like, what is the one thing, you know, doing this full time that gets you excited to get out of bed in the morning and do this, you know, all day and t- take these trips and make these brand partnerships? Like, what brings you the most joy in this area? It's probably like, I don't know, just doing like working and sending emails, building a business is it's like, it's just what I do for fun. I, I love yeah. it. Like, awesome. it's like people are paying me to have fun. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah, that is you're, crazy. You're like, what am I missing here? <laughs> yeah, you're like snap out of my dream. <laughs> Someone pinch me. Yeah, like it's, I, it's... since like I quit my job, I haven't worked a single minute in the last like six months, seven months. Yeah, like yeah, what? Wow. Yeah, what's going on here? That's yeah, that's that's incredible. But, but too, I mean, we've obviously heard your story for years. Putting the work to get to this yeah. point, you know, is is definitely. It's definitely is needed. Like it's not just going to come overnight and, and probably where you want to be in the next year or two years. Like, it's not like you're like, well, this is where I want to be and just expect it to happen. Like it takes dedicated work and dedicated effort, mm-hmm. but you're right. You know, it's, it's worth it. At the end of the day, it's your passion. It's really what makes Justin, Justin, like that's just who you are. You just absolutely love it. And I love that phrase that you just said, just you, you're not even working. Like it's just not even work anymore. It's just this is just life. It now feels so freeing. And of course, that's that's our goal and our our mission here is, of course, to inspire people who are listening today um, to hear, you know, hear your story, Justin, and to feel that inspiration and to feel like they can they can do that. And we always like to ask our, our guests here on the show this one question. And we're curious your answer, Justin, is, is it still possible? Can someone be have the opportunity to pursue their passion in this digital world today? One hundred percent. Anyone can do this. All you have to do is just have to put in the work. And once you put in the work, it's going to take time. 
but it is 100% possible. I have mm-hmm. friends that like three months ago that they were working a normal job and now they're doing this. It's, it's very, very possible. Anyone That's can awesome. do it. Yeah. Love, love, love to hear that. And of course, obviously we, we agree. And yeah, Justin, I think it's so cool hearing your story and seeing how you've stepped out and, and, and hear me out. I'm sure it was a leap, you know, taking, taking that step from leaving a, a comfortable nine to five job to this idea of, of owning your own business. There's times where it's a bit risky, feels a little bit risky, but at the end of the day, even though it's tough and hard, it, it still, still is totally worth it. And you probably mm-hmm. can't imagine it being any different. And your content is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. And just jaw dropping. It's yeah. I love following you. So for our listeners, you all first of all need to go follow Justin. Yes. How can our followers follow along on your journey and connect with you? I follow my journey on my Instagram at justin.shoket and the same thing on TikTok. And then yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot shoot me a DM. I'm always trying to respond to every single DM I get. And yeah. Yeah. Like Logan said, we, we highly suggest checking out Justin's content. Justin, we use your real audio, you know, clips quite yes, frequently they're because so they're just incredible. You do truly, you do have, you have good co- content and, and really are inspirational sharing your journey mm-hmm. through, through your, your Instagram is definitely something that people would very, very much benefit from. So definitely check out Justin. Justin, we appreciate you being on the show today and give us a little bit of your time and for, for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review or comment letting us know what you enjoyed most. Be sure to click that follow button to not miss out on a new inspiring story each week. For more inspiration, feel free to follow us on Instagram at passion to brand or check out our blog at passion Until next time. Peace.